Hello everyone, welcome back to the show. In this episode, I will be discussing why the heck I started now, the shenanigans of work-life balance and relationships as an entrepreneur. Before we start, however, I want to tell you about my newsletter. Would you mind getting a short email from me every Wednesday that is packed with goodies, value and a bunch of cool stuff I recently learned. Easy to sign up, easy to cancel and absolutely free with a bonus of only about 5 minutes of reading time. So, if you like receiving free value, go to dothetop.how slash newsletter. Again, that's dothetop.how slash newsletter. But now, let's get started with the podcast. Reasons to start now. Firstly, I want to quote Alex Hormozzi. (laughs) First best time to start creating content is when you're born. The second best is now. And this means the faster you start, the faster you'll be able to reap the benefits. And through creating content, you put yourself out there. There are <laughs> tremendous amounts of benefits coming from that. Firstly, you obviously build credibility among your viewer- viewers, among your future investors, probably among your clients. Through putting yourself out there, through creating content and providing value, you are proving yourself to the world and proving that you are there, you are creating something, you are an actual human being, you're not a scammer. And thanks to that, you are much more credible when it comes to gaining new contacts, for example. New contacts from your clients, from your network, um, just anyone that is watching your videos, anyone that comments there, anyone that follows you on Instagram, on LinkedIn or anywhere. These people can provide you with incredible value, they can provide you with opportunities, they can ask you to speak at an event, they can invite you, to invite you to different events, they can just open the doors for you in this world. Therefore, the credibility is just one of the most important benefits of posting content on the web. Content also is meant to create your brand and people can associate with. An example again is Alex Hormozzi here. People associate him with well, good business advice, a lot of value and helping others. He built his brand almost from scratch. He obviously had his brand before, but it was all from refer- referrals and building incredible gym launch business and other software businesses. But at the end of the day, um, I, <clears throat> I believe he told the story that Dean Graziosi told him that the amount of impact he wants to have is much, much greater than just worrying that someone will harass him at his house someday. Therefore, he started posting content and Alex listened to his advice and in two years, probably, he built a massive, massive following and thanks to him, a lot of businesses are thriving right now. Um, the value he the value he provided is just incomparable <laughs> when it comes to just courses on the internet, when it comes to books and well, just helping people and educating them on business. And for that, from here, I want to thank him. Another person that people associate brand with is Mr. Beast. People associate him with fun, entertainment, philanthropy and helping others. Mr. Beast was in the YouTube and content game for about 10 years or even more. Therefore, he knows ins and outs of the platforms and well, he knows how to reach people. And he came the other route of content. One is education and the other is entertainment. Many people start with education because they feel they feel this is well, the better route. And, but Mr. Beast began with entertainment and this is what gave him so much impact. This is what <laughs> gave him almost 200 million subscriber, subscribers as of right now, as I'm recording this podcast. 
Mr. Beast is an incredible YouTuber. He's a great guy, and and this is why these people are successful and have so much opportunities. The content you create becomes old and redundant and disappears in this whole ocean of social media, but it's not the content that's important. The audience is what compounds. The audience stays with you and for you. The audience is this compounding vehicle that drives and pushes your success forward. With your audience, you have unlimited possibilities. You can launch products that become successful overnight, and there are many examples of how famous people create one product and this brand is already a success. And some of those are The Rock with his Terramana tequila brand. And a funny fact is that The Rock reached out to one of well, tequila companies, I believe, and proposed them that well, for having his shares in the sales, he will promote the brand. And the company just told him no. And then Rock <laughs> said, okay, I'll do it myself. And he started Termana and became a billionaire, which was, well, much more profitable. <laughs> Another example is Conor McGregor with his proper 12. Conor McGregor is known for his MMA fighting, for his skills, but obviously there are better fighters than Conor. But what made him made Conor so popular is that he knew how to put out a show. Well, people came to his fights, he was a sensation, he was, well, <laughs> entertaining, and in the cage he was entertaining, and this is why he amassed such a following, and this helped him to create his brand, helped him to create his businesses, and one of these is Proper 12, which is a Irish whiskey. Another example is Kylie Jenner with her cosmetics. I am not very familiar with Kylie Jenner and her endeavors. I just know that she is famous for being famous and she has a cosmetics brand. And at the age of 23 or so, she became a billionaire thanks, thanks to that. So, well, this pretty much, I think, shows how much a brand and following is important. Another <clears throat> Another one that many of you probably know is Logan Paul with his prime drink. Again, Logan Paul has incredibly vast following across many social media platforms and well, his partnership with Prime Energy Drinks gave him a fortune. And then we come back also to Mr. Beast, who has uh, his sweets factory, fisted feastables and a fast food chain. And this list of celebrities that have their own brands and their products goes honestly on and on. This is just one example how you can, let's say, monetize your audience. You can create exclusive communities that you share even more value with. The private communities, for example, Russell Branson has his The Inner Circle community, which costs around $50,000 to just get into, get into the queue to get in. Your audience is also a proof of your credibility for others, as I said, because when they see that you have following, that people resonate with your message, they already see your value, which is harder to do on your own. Without this brand, without following, without creating content, just through, let's say, business endeavors or any other things. When you have amassed this audience, you can monetize your audience in many ways. I know it sounds horrible, but this is reality. Attention is the new oil. The more eyes are on you, the more money can be made from them. But it's not that easy, and well, if you really want to do this right, you can be a sleazy salesman or a guru pitching his course to whomever has a pulse and a credit card. Because goodwill compounds. And what I mean is, again, as Alex Romozzi says, <laughs> I'll be quoting him a lot because well, he's just incredible, 
goodwill is like a runway. The bigger it is, the bigger the plane that can take off. Meaning, if your audience loves you and well, they see you want to provide them with value, they will be happy to get it from you. But if you just want to milk them for money and well, just get what you want, not to provide anything for them, you will end up with horrible reputation. There are many gurus out there that just pitch you with their latest course, their latest motivation speech, their latest webinar. There is really, there isn't any value in there. It's just money, and this is what they want. They will also tell you that they they want to help you. They have a tremendous value, but this is not the case. They want your money, and the educa education business is well so vast and so profitable because of that. So how can you monetize your audience in a so how can you monetize your audience in a good way that is not sleazy and well will keep your goodwill going and not just drive you out from it? Well, there are many concepts. The most popular one is a three to one ratio or jab 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 right hook, as Gary V says in his book that is titled like that. This means that <clears throat> the ratio of giving to asking should be three to one. You provide content, you provide value well, three times through three videos or some sort of, let's say, free course or anything. And then you have one ask, one sales pitch, one thing that you want your audience to buy to, well, so that you can profit from that. But you need to also remember that this still needs to provide value. <clears throat> Another way is the Alex Hormozzi way, is to give when they ask you. And this means that you just provide value for free, no matter what. You just give and give and give and give and give until your audience actually well, <laughs> says that they want to buy from you because this value is so incredible for free. So they just, they can only imagine how incredible this value can be after they pay you. And this is an incredible way because through this, you always have the demand and you can limit the supply. If you have huge runway and you also have a great plane that will take not only you but others to the sky of success, your future, your future will be golden. By providing value, you get value back in one way or another. And when you finally want to capitalize on it, you need to do it right so that you don't lose goodwill. And from my own real-life example, I will tell you that it is true. Once I, <laughs> when I was much younger, I tried to sell a <laughs> course on video editing, and this did not go well. <laughs> well, I provided some value, but I just wanted to make money, and this is not good. Therefore, this brings us to the re very reason that why I started now. Many people told me I shouldn't, I am better off doing other things, but I have a rule to only take advice from people that live the life I want to live. And I want to live epic life and have an impact. This is why I started this. Because I also believe that goodwill compounds and I want to be remembered for that. I want to be remembered for elevating people. I want to be remembered for bringing you all along with me to the top. This is why I started. This is why I want to do this podcast, this channel. And I believe that the opportunities I will have thanks to that are just unimaginable. And also through those opportunities, I can probably take you to the top faster and i understand that well the beginnings are hard i am probably a horrible podcaster right now and i completely understand i am not ready for the viewership i want to have but anyone needs to start somewhere and through doing that consistently i will get better 
and I know no one is listen, listening right now, but as I said, beginnings are hard. <laughs> I want to provide value to you and document the journey to the top I'm on so that all of you can reach the top faster with me. I will not sell you anything that will not help you in this, I promise. I have many plans regarding my business right now, which is a automation agency and then with a software because software has the most leverage, but we will talk about leverage soon enough. I have learned many lessons through my first business. I know I am young, but I have already had two businesses. I will not count this, <laughs> selling a course on video editing. And through learning on these businesses, I want to share this knowledge with you. This is why I started to have an impact, as I said, to open myself to possibilities and to fast track my way to success and yours along with me. Because as I will be saying in the few minutes, success is nothing if it can't be shared with people you love. I know this is the start, but if I stay consistent and play the long game, I will win. I hope you understand that and share this mindset of patience. So how in the world can I have work-life balance when I work and learn and create content? So there are two approaches to work-life balance. The one is that work-life balance is good. And this, this is true for those who want to live a simple life and well, that's okay. They want to live slower, more peacefully. They have different goals, they want to have a family, they want to go to vacations well, once or twice a year, they want to visit their family, they want to have time for just well, daily operations, to living a normal, peaceful life. And there is nothing wrong with that. And if this is what you want, work-life balance is great, you need to separate your work from your life to have this balance and to, and to be better 1% every day in both of your endeavors. But there is also a second approach to work-life balance, and that it is that work-life balance is actually bad, and this is for the crazy ones that want more from life and want to go to the extremes. To get, and these people get it that it is always one on the cost of another, either work all the time or rest all the time. This means that either your family and your friends and sometimes you suffer because you want to achieve bigger goals in your work or that your work suffers because you want to focus on your family. This approach, well, I share, I share this approach in my life. I prefer to focus solely on work for one period of time and for my private life in the other. In this way, I know that I am either working or resting. There is no just going from this to that because if you change well, what you're doing so constantly, your focus is much worse. I get it that not many people want this, they do not want to sacrifice their families, their friends and the lives they lead for these extreme results, but well, <laughs> there are some of us that do and neither of the groups should, well, should discourage the others. This is also the thing that many people do not see in their real life. They <laughs> all they see is the part when the people with extreme results are resting. They see the Instagram stories, the photos, the videos of all of them driving Lambos and Ibiza or something like that. And this is the resting period. But they do not see what it really is like behind the scenes, behind well, Instagram, behind everything, that these people actually work. They work like crazy. And this is true, because if you didn't work, even, even if you scam people, you wouldn't have results. People need to work and they need to work a lot. As I said, I am the crazy type and for my work-life balance is more or less non-existent. Um, 
because I want to achieve much greater success. I want to go to the top. I want to be a top 1% man one day. My primary goals are to secure my family and my future for my kids one day. And this is why I believe this approach, the crazy one that you either work or live, um, is better for me because work-life balance is hard to do and you, there's this itch, you know, this itch that you want more, you need to work, you need to do this and do that. And you just cannot simply sit on your ass and play video games sometimes or just spend five days with your girlfriend because you just want to. No, I do not look like that, I hate that. Right now I have what I need, I have my girlfriend, I have, well, my apartment, my family, but the idea of me being average and just <laughs> balancing these two things, the work and the life is too painful to bear. I just can't help but strive for more. There was also a study conducted on rats that, well, <laughs> if the rats, the, mm, to the tails of the rats was attached a string so that they, people can measure how strong the rats were pulling the, with how much force. And at the end of the tube, so that there, is, there was no other direction the mouse could go, they put a cheese and the mouse was, well, it was pulling really hard. But when the mice was um, put in a situation that behind her, what, the mice mm, smelled the smell of cat, the mice pulled a lot, lot harder. And this proves that all <laughs> the goals you want to achieve are a great motivation, but the, but being afraid of not achieving them and this pain of not being what you were supposed to be is much, much greater and is even greater motivation towards your, towards your goals. And this is how I feel. This is how I, how I do things. <laughs> well, it is simple that for... Some people, work-life balance is good and respected, but for others it isn't. And those who want to push their narrative on us that we are weird and not normal, it's okay. And actually is very good, <laughs> and here is why. Because people who do not understand that for others work-life balance is non-existent and they absolutely do not care what these people think, is good because we have the advantage, you know. They, well, <laughs> they now well, have this, let's say, glamorous life that they go here and there, they waste their time and they think they are much better and we are not normal. But at the end of the day, we will win. We are better and they envy us of our approach. They envy us because they simply are not able to do that. So if anyone ever is discouraging you from just going all in on your work, all in on anything and not focusing on balancing things, just don't worry. Just do what you want to do because you are in this elite club of people who prefer the extremes, who prefer to live a life in private jets and, well, in <laughs> drinking golden cappuccinos in Dubai and not this life of going to work and coming to home and just existing because it's just horrible. So how I do it? Well, week is all work and learning. And, well, at the end of the day, I watch some stupid shit to recharge my batteries. <laughs> and and then sometimes I go and see my, girlf my girlfriend for a day or my family. This one day a week is, well, the resting day, this extreme for rest. And it's the maximum I need because I believe that you shouldn't abandon your life altogether in order to succeed. 
but you should also understand that going all in on work for the rest of the week is crucial for your success. And as I said, I believe that well, <laughs> in order, you shouldn't abandon your life altogether. And here's why. Because I am a believer that success is meant to be shared. And what is even the point of massive success if there is no one that you can share it with? No one to buy presents, to invite for dinner, to help financially or otherwise. We all have our whys, but if in your why is only you, I can guarantee that you will not be satisfied. Because I learned it on my own. Um, one day, I f well, after a few months of, well, in my first job, for I was a receptionist at the local gym. Mm. I was just working all day, all, all night. Well, I learned a lot of things through that, but the point is that I saved a lot and well, many of my friends didn't really want to spend time with me anymore because I was so obsessed with work and well, I didn't have a girlfriend at the time and I had all this money and well, I bought my first watch with that. Anyway, but the feeling of satisfaction was so fragile, so 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 fast. And then I felt like, well, where am I? Where are my friends right now? And that I'm actually alone. Therefore, I decided that I shouldn't focus so much on work. I should focus sometimes on my family, my friends, because thanks to that, I have this, let's say, this inner motivation to do more, because I know that there are people that will be dependent on me one day and that I want to help. And if you have these people and this motivation that you one day can just secure them to be like this pillar that holds them together and well, you can do that because you have this massive success, it's just so incredible. It ignites something in me that I want to do even more. And well, also if you have a partner that you can take care of is something special. And this brings us to the section on relationships. Well, many people ask if it, if, it, if it is even possible as an entrepreneur to have a good and stable relationship. And I tell, well, yes, of course it is, but it's hard. A lot of people will try to use you if you already have well, achieved your success and well, you are well known. <laughs> there will be a lot of gold diggers and people that well, will pose as your friends and want to use you, actually. So you need to be especially careful for these people because they are the best actors in the world. You will have very little time also for the people you really, really love, for your spouse, for your family, for your friends, those people who you actually love and well, you want to share this time with them, you need to be careful because this time is precious as you want to achieve your goals. And well, you will have very little of it to spend with them. And it will also be troublesome to look for someone like, like that while running your business. <laughs> also, if you don't have a spouse or a girlfriend or boyfriend and, well, you want to still run your business because you have your goals, but you also want to share it with someone, it, it is really, really hard to find somebody that, that shares your values, that, well, helps you and understands you. Now, it also depends on what you want, <laughs> whatever, well, it is a stable closed relationship or a playboy lifestyle. To be clear, I do not condemn any of these lifestyles. All I want to say is that both have pros and cons. And let's begin with the stable relationships. Stable relationships, well, as the name suggests, are stable. They provide you with some sort of safety, um, with 
well, with someone that you can trust, with someone that you can share your success with, that is there for you and you are there for them, and that is well, with you. You have this special bond, and well, this is some this is a lovely thing that you have someone that you can rely on, and that you both sort of go through life. But there are also cons that, well, <laughs> you are stuck with this person, and if you make a bad decision and well, this person is not the one you wanted, it can be pretty nasty and at some point in your relationships, in your relationship. And also there is much greater time required to actually learn the other person and learn what they want, learn how they are and sort of adapt to them and well, they also should adapt to you. And there is a second type of lifestyle, which is this playboy or playgirl lifestyle. And this, this also has pros and cons. Pros are that, well, you can be with whomever you want. You can just, well, try different things. You can be with different girls and boys and live life <laughs> to taste it from all different, different perspectives. Um, and do not, well, mm, sacrifice yourself that much for the other person to commit because for some commitment is well, a huge disadvantage but there are also cons well <laughs> you do not have anyone that is special you do not have anyone that you can trust or rely on and well you are stuck with with people rotating through your life and well, for some it's good but for some it isn't i believe that this lifestyle is not for me right now but <laughs> again i'm young and a lot of things will change and can change because every year we are a completely different person. But I also believe that at the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey or the journey to your success, the playboy lifestyle is not what is good for you. Because it takes a lot of time and effort also to be a playboy, to just go to different, different girls or boys, to hang out with them, to ask them for dates and to just be in these places so that you can meet these people. So at the beginning, I suggest you, you can do what you want, of course, that you have a stable relationship or no relationship at all, because your time is incredibly precious at the beginning and at the end. But at the end, you also have your success already, so you can manage it much, much better. Well, I have a close relationship and it brings me happiness and sometimes relief from my daily life. I met my girlfriend on, well, in college, um, we were in the same class. Um, well, we met, we hit it off pretty well, we went on a few dates, and well, this is how we are right now. <laughs> this relationship brings me happiness and joy and, as I said, relief, um, because I know I have someone that well, loves me, who trusts me, who I can share my thinkings uh, with, who I can actually share life with, who I can take on dates to different places. It's, well, this little success that I have right now, I can share with someone, and this is pretty amazing. <laughs> so, um, how should you pick the right partner for you? Well, firstly, you need to know what you are looking for. And I'm talking right now in a, about a closed relationship, or just a stable relationship with one partner. You are either looking for a companion or a cheerleader. And a companion is someone that is in the trenches with you, is someone that also runs a business or helps you run your business. You are both those just sort of Bonnie and Clyde that go through life and do not care for anyone else. And you can rely on each other. You kick your, you kick 
each other in the butt, uh, and you both sort of have the same, let's say, avatar in your business. You are both these people that push through, push forward, and you are just back to back and going through your life. The second type of well, your your spouse, your the one you want to be with, is a cheerleader, and the cheerleader is well, someone that just supports you, someone that is not in the trenches with you, but whenever you get out of the trenches, she or he is there for you. They understand you, they trust you, they take care of you, they <clears throat> they completely understand that sometimes you have better things to do, and in spite of that, they stay with you, they love you, and they also push you forward, they give you this relief of <laughs> someone that is not in the trenches with you, someone that lives different life, and for a brief period of time you can just experience this life with them and this is also great and well these are the two types of a of someone of your partner that you are looking for and well you cannot have both so you need to decide whether you want a companion or a cheerleader for you and then you need to find them which can be hard but it is possible as long as you don't focus solely on searching um, because it's not about finding the best date, but becoming one, as Jordan Peterson said. When you spend time well, searching and finding these people, you waste a lot of time that you could put to just <laughs> developing yourself, to going on self-improvement and um, building this garden that the butterflies can come to. And you don't won't even need to bother coming to them. Because when you're chasing the butterflies, well, you may catch one, of course, but building this garden and that butterflies will all come themselves is much, much bigger leverage on relationships. <laughs> so my advice is to just focus on developing yourself, on self-improving, and the people you attract are sort of reflection of who you are, actually, and I believe that it is true. The piece of advice my father also told me once <laughs> is that your spouse can, well, make you or break you. And there is a lot of truth in that. Because a good spouse pushes you forward, uh, even, even if you have sort of little mental breakdown, you can cry in the corner and they will still come to you and hug you and say that you need to dominate the next day. Um, they support you and they are there for you. And they help to make you a better version of yourself. And all for the breaking you part. There are two types. There are those that actually want to break you consciously. They sabotage you. They want to use you for money. They want to just use and abuse you. They are not good for you. And there are those that break you subconsciously. They sabotage you through wasting your time, through wasting your money, but they actually care for you. <laughs> they love you and they want the best for you, but they do not realize that your time, your let's say energy is well much better used in different endeavors than just being with them. <clears throat> so you need to just be careful be careful for that and remember that a good spouse can make you or break you. And also remember that well at the end of the day the people who you attract is the reflection of you. So that the better you are, the better the people that you will attract and the better the people that you will be with. So, ladies and gents, that would be it for this episode. I hope I provided some value to you. And if so, please share this podcast with everyone that would benefit from it. 
And remember that on Spotify, Apple, and Google, you can leave us up to a five-star review. This helps the show tremendously and doesn't cost you anything. So please also remember to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. My schedule of posting isn't set up yet due to lots of things happening in the business, but whatever happens, you can expect at least one episode per week. So I will leave you now. I wish you an incredible rest of the week. Remember to surpass your limits and that winners are made in the darkest of times. So thank you for listening. Goodbye.